Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Wednesday, August the 5th. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. Lots of football news today. Good Gracious, Chris, at every time I, I picked up the phone today, there was something new popping. And and it wasn't all good news. Some of it was. Some of it was giving us a little bit of hope and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, this was a crazy, crazy day. You knew it would be. Lots to discuss. First things first, though, of course. Everybody go over to winningcureseverything.com. That is our website. It's got all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms you can subscribe to all of them. If you're watching the show live, you are already watching on Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Make sure you are subscribed to whichever one of those that you like. Yeti304 jumps in. He said, happy hump day, fellas. And Michael Fritch said, what's up, fellas? What is up, everybody? Good to see everybody in here already. If you would like to participate in the program, right down there at the bottom left-hand corner of your screen is a chat box. Whichever platform you are on, you can type into their chat thing, and it will populate right there on the screen for you so everybody across different platforms can all be involved in the chat. You can help drive the conversation. We got a lot of football to discuss today. Uh, go over to sbrpicks.com. That is where all of our college football coverage, our previews, our picks, and whatnot will be. And now that we finally got some stuff to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll have some stuff, I believe, next week. We're, we're going to have another video up this afternoon. Uh, we've already got a couple of videos up over there, so you can go find it over at sbrpicks.com or sportsbookreview.com. So go visit them, give them a like, give them a follow, give them all that good stuff, their YouTube channel, their Twitter, all that good stuff, and uh, and they will make it work. So let's uh, let's dive in. Chris, we got to make it a, a relatively short show today. Can't, uh, can't stay here for an hour and a half. My daughter is over here this afternoon, so we've got some homework and whatnot that she has got to finish. But uh, But let's dive in. Topic number one. And that would be the Big Ten schedule came out this morning, 8.45 Eastern time, so 7.45 for us, and they were rocking and rolling. Uh, Joseph Gomez said the dog had the Nets plus 17.5, uh, or 17.5, yeah, yeah. That was that was yesterday. They got the Bucks good. Um, Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, what's up? What is up, everybody? The Big Ten schedule. Now, let me go ahead and, and pull this thing up. I, I kind of want to go over a little bit of a breakdown here. Um 
these are the the quick observations from this morning. Michigan Ohio State is on October twenty fourth. I was a little surprised at this. Like, why why do it in in week eight? Like that just seems kind of weird. If you're gonna do it that late, why not just do it at the at the end of the season? You know, instead you've got uh, you've got Michigan playing Northwestern at the end of the year. You got Michigan State and Nebraska at the end of the year. You got Minnesota Maryland. Like it's just kind of weird stuff. Ohio State Iowa is at the very end of the year. Were you surprised at where some of these games were were put on the schedule? No, I mean it looks like they don't have any divisional games at the end of the year. And that's probably smart. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so, just, I mean, if you can't get through eight games of a season, it doesn't matter. Your season is not going to look like a normal season anyway. True. I, I really thought that they were going to, you know, they were going to try and and move the important games up. You know, instead we've got I, I Nebraska the same thing, But I see this and that eight weeks. So, basically, they have 15 weeks to get in eight games because it looks like most of their big rivalry games, if I can pull it back up, are are – Around week seven, week eight. Yeah, yeah. No, most most certainly they. Uh, and, and and so with that being said, that gives them the opportunity to get going in football shape, kind of work through any COVID issues or medical issues or whatever, and then you're in the meat of your season, your schedule, and we'll give you a rivalry week then. Yeah, yeah. No, you're uh, you're right. Uh, Michael said that's good for Harbaugh. Uh, Harbaugh get the loss out of the way earlier. I mean, I guess that's good. Um. I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I will say this. I am glad that they are starting up Thursday, September the 3rd. Like, yep. first week. So, Labor Day weekend, we are going to have big-time football. Opening week slate of games, you got Wisconsin-Indiana, uh, Maryland-Iowa, not a, a massive game. You got Northwestern and Penn State. You got Michigan State-Minnesota. You got uh, uh, Illinois and Ohio State is going to be on a Friday. Uh, yeah. We you know, or no, that's a Thursday, games. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just a, a bunch of fun games. I mean, obviously, conference only. You're going to have fun games pretty much every weekend. But yeah, this is um, this is kind of fun. This is going to be a good time, and they are starting it early. The last games are scheduled for November 21st. Now they have the option of playing the championship game on December 5th. They've got a, a bye week before the championship game, or they can push it back to the 12th or the 19th. So, and along with that, it, this isn't one of the topics for today, but uh, they are going to do the CFP rankings. The last ranking is going to be on December 20th. So, you know, bowl games, obviously, if they happen, will be pushed back. All that good stuff. Uh, other observations. Wisconsin does not have to play Penn State or Ohio State, which is good for them, and there is absolutely no reason why that team should not be back in the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, you agree there? Yeah, I think they're going to be favored in every game but one. Yeah. And there's a really good chance, depending on how they look and how Michigan looks, will they'll be favored there. See, they'll be favored there. Now, that doesn't mean I think they're going to run the table. Wisconsin has proven they are not that upper echelon elite team that can run a table, but they could be really, really good for an entire season and have two games where they just kind of lose themselves. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a hundred percent true. Um, Which I don't, I don't think that's a knock on anybody. I think that's an amazing way to go about and play college football. Uh, Will Gomez said, did YouTube go down? Uh, no, I just checked it. Everything's working fine. So, um, I don't know. That's a little strange. A little strange. But 
It should be back up. If you want to go reload your page, you can do that, or you can just watch on Periscope, whatever you would like to do. Um, the next observation on the schedule really quickly, uh, Michigan got a ridiculously hard schedule. So they already had to play in the East, right? So they've got Ohio State. They have Penn State. Yep. Now they've got Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Northwestern, which everybody kind of expects a Northwestern bounce back. You know, you would expect them to be able to, to win that game. But as the schedule goes, uh, Michigan starts off with Purdue. You know, you've got a, a young defense that you got to figure out what to do with that offense. They play Minnesota next. They play Penn State right after that. Then they get Rutgers before they have to play Michigan State. That seems like two easy wins. But then you've got Indiana right before Ohio State. And then you've got Wisconsin right after. I mean, this is a ridiculously hard schedule for Harbaugh. So, I'm. it sucks for Harbaugh, but this could be a really, really bad year for him. And obviously, everybody will be able to blame it on the pandemic. But, man, that's a tough slate. Um, yep. The, the fourth thing here, the Big Ten announced the title game set for December 5th can be played as late as December 19th. We talked about that. And every team in the conference has a bye week in either week 10 or week 11. Uh, it seems like an indication that games that are missed are going to be made up in those windows. If you look, uh, the teams that are playing each other in weeks 3 or 4 will have the exact same bye week. So, And there's, and there's two different bye weeks. So yes. there is a setup here so that you can get the game in if it is canceled for whatever reason. And, the, I mean, the scheduling was really specific and really good. I was, I was highly impressed with this. You know, they went ahead and knocked this scheduling thing out, and, and it lets you know it cannot be as hard as the ACC and the SEC and all these other conferences are making it. Like, the Pac-12 kind of knocked theirs out pretty easy. There's a way to do this and, and this get these schedules hard. out. This is not hard. It's not rocket science. You're making a damn schedule, man. Yeah. It's not hard. Like, why in the world are... I mean, we're sitting at August 5th, and we don't have a Big 12, an SEC, or a uh, an ACC schedule. Now, we know who the ACC teams are going to play, but we don't have any dates for anything. Now, we know when they're going to start, right? Like, at September 19th is when they're going to start. But either way... Either way, let's. It's, too uh, late. it's just too late. Yeah, no, I we we both agree on that. Let's uh, let's talk about this really quickly. We got the full college football scheduling models for everybody, like every conference other than the MAC. Uh, let me toss this up on the screen here, uh, Chris. You won't be able to see it, but everybody else will. It's going to cover us up. But the SEC ten conference games they're starting September twenty sixth. We think it's ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, the Big Ten is starting September the 3rd. And they, of course, 10 conference games. The ACC is doing a 10 plus 1. Now, we didn't know exactly how they were going to do the plus 1, but Will said SEC, ACC looking for cream puffs. No, 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 no. That's The ACC might be. I mean, it was rumored today that Miami is going to be hosting UAB for their non-conference game, um, which it confused me. But either way, the ACC starting on September... Uh, the 7th, or the week of September 7th, so probably September 12th weekend is what they're going to do, so the week after Labor Day. Uh, the Big 12 has not decided when they are going to start, but they are doing nine conference games plus one non-conference. The Pac-12 is doing 10 conference games. They're starting September 26th. The AAC is doing eight plus four, and they are allowed to start week zero. Uh, Sunbelt, eight plus four, which is eight conference games and four non-conference. They are starting up opening weekend. The Mountain West is doing eight conference plus two non-conference. 
And Conference USA, eight conference plus four non-conference. So the smaller conferences are, are getting in their inventory. Other than the Mountain West, um, who is doing 10 games, but they're doing two non-conference, and we don't know when they're going to start yet. Uh, this is a complete and total hodgepodge. Uh, we've talked forever about how there should be a college football czar of some sort, but man, give, give me your thoughts here about just how incredibly different nearly every conference is at this point. I mean, it's just, I'm okay with every conference doing their own thing. We've talked about this. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, this is a one-off weird year. What I don't like is, is certain conferences starting later. They're given some weird reasonings. I think their reasonings are flawed, highly flawed. I think it's because they're just not prepared. They're not ready. And, you know, shame on them for not being ready. They're highly compensated. They decided to take their high compensation and sit on their ass during this thing while everybody else was still working and trying to figure this stuff out. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just a schedule. And we got what we got. And, you know, the Mac is the only one that hadn't given us one, and that's it. Yeah, we, we were trying to figure out if it was going to be conference-only basically for everybody. Um, I mean, it basically is. I mean, my question is... It, it is, is for is, the Power Fives, but but for the group yeah. of five, they're, hey, all systems go, let's uh, let's get after it. You know, I was I was a little bit surprised by that. Now, were you at all? Yeah. No, I mean, they didn't, they need the money. Yeah, I mean... It, it, I'm going to bet UAB is not going to Miami for nothing. Oh no, you're you're a hundred percent right about that. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah, that's that's one of the ACC's rules is that uh, if you're going to play a non-conference game, it has to be played in your home state or or in your home uh, state arena. And because that's what I was confused on. It when I saw that they were going to play UAB, I was, you know, hey, they're not from in the same state. Like, what are we talking about? But it was basically they're going to have to travel to you. And these smaller schools are like, hey. Sign me up. Let's go. Yep. Yep. So, and I, I don't blame the check them. clears, we don't care. Yeah, so long as the check clears, you've got that right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next topic on the board, UConn. They have canceled their football season. Now, not overly surprising. This is the first FBS team to cancel a football season. But they're saying it's due to risks associated with COVID-19, which obviously uh, the players... Were they considering dropping football the last couple of years anyway? Well, they were considering dropping down a level. Right, so they they switched because but they, they never did. Right, they wanted, did they ever do that? They wanted their other programs to be in the Big East, right? Yeah. So they they moved 
basketball over to the Big East. They moved the other programs to the Big East. And that left the AAC with no divisions. It's just one large conference with 11 teams. And they left the AAC, right? So they have moved UConn football to independent status. And this was the first year they were going to have to try and figure out a schedule and whatnot. So they were playing Liberty and they were playing New Mexico State. And they were, you know, they had a bunch of Power 5 teams that were just going to beat up on them. Like Ole Miss had them scheduled for, for later in the year. Uh, Michael jumps in. He said, UConn has football. Uh, they were they were going to struggle financially to have a season anyways. This was zero effect on other teams, just like Chris says about the Ivy League, school, uh, li- yeah, yeah. Ivy League schools. Yes, that's that's one of the points that I wanted to make yeah. is everybody... They blame COVID, but they couldn't get 10 games together. Yeah, it, it, this is the thing. This does not affect anything. Everybody on social media wanted to make it out to be this gigantic deal. Oh, my God, UConn. They once made a BCS bowl game, and now... They're not even going to have a season. Why didn't everybody else pay attention? Well, the reason is because they were struggling financially with football anyway. Randy Edsel's contract is is guaranteed, so it doesn't matter if they play or not. Like, what does it matter at this point? You know, they were they had players transferring left and right. They had a bunch of different stuff going on. Um, this is what uh, part of the statement says. The players will remain on scholarship. Their status as students will continue through either virtual or in-person learning this academic year, which is kind of funny to me. And they will have access to the football facilities and support services in accordance with NCAA rules and local health protocols. Uh, According to Athletic Director David Benedict, the safety challenges created by COVID-19 place our football student-athletes at an unacceptable level of risk. He said uh, the necessary measures needed to mitigate risk of football, student-athletes contracting the coronavirus are not conducive to delivering an optimal experience for our team. They said, uh, ultimately, the athletes would rather preserve their year of, uh, year of eligibility with an eye to competing under normal, typical circumstances during the 2021 season. Now, here's the thing that, that kind of gets me. They're talking about the possibility of doing in-person learning and everybody will have access to the football facilities and et cetera. That just... Like, why, why would you even come out and, and say all of those things if you are canceling football specifically for the reasons of not gathering? Like, isn't that, isn't that kind of crazy? But they're not. They're canceling football because they can't afford. They could barely afford to play football anyway. And now to pay for that many COVID tests that they were going to have to do, they don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just said, this is way too much in the red. We're out. I mean, why why not just say that instead of coming out with all this other mess? Like, oh, because they don't want it. Because it listen, because that doesn't get eyeballs on you. They don't make you look like a victim, <laughs> dude. We're all about looking like victims. Okay, like you're, you're dead on about this that. Is COVID's fault. It's COVID's fault that they lost their football program. Uh, Michael's already jumped in. He, he's got a long one. We'll we'll jump off of the UConn thing. Um, but Michael's got a question really quick. He he said, "Sorry, it didn't look that long when I typed it." So I'll go ahead and let you know, Chris, it's a little long, but it's something that we were interested in, but I don't know that we're really ready to discuss it yet. Uh, He said, what are your thoughts on the Colorado State investigation into coaches telling players uh, not to, sorry, he was sending more, uh, not to report COVID symptoms, threatening reduced playing time if they quarantine and altering tracing to keep players practicing. I'm sure it's not the only school doing it, but crap like this will derail the college football season. So... Uh, Michael said, UConn doesn't give a damn about safety, just like the NCAA. It's all about the money. So here's the issue with the Colorado State stuff. All of that came out. And then there were uh, just... All of that came out, as in 
one guy reported that he had tips that this was happening. Well, he, his tips were from like 10 different anonymous sources, right? So okay, when I say he can all make of that, that up though, right? Right, right, correct. But then you had actual players on the team on Twitter coming out and saying, yo, none of this stuff ever actually happened. You need to reveal your sources because we think you're making this up. Yeah, so now we we are in those meetings where they tell us every day, please, if you have any symptoms, report it to trainers, report it to coaches, tell us, stay where you are, don't worry about it. Every day they're doing these meetings. Are they pulling like these 10 kids aside and putting them in a closet and saying, hey, listen, if you get sick, don't say nothing. I know what we said in this. I know what we said in this meeting, but don't say nothing. Did they pull those 10 kids aside and say that to them? It, apparently so, if if that's what's actually, you know. I mean, it, none of it makes any sense at all. Uh, Will Gomez said no one wanted to play for UConn before, and if they said the program's basically broke, it would be over. Uh, that's a good point. That's a valid point. you gotta you got to work with recruiting. But, yeah, so we – Chris, you and I, I would imagine, once they do this investigation, which Coach Adazio said that he wants them to go ahead yep. and do the investigation because – it ain't true on, on his end and with the guys that he knows, but if something is going on, he wants to know so he can fire whoever it is, right? So I was, I, was one of the, I was one of the first people that I heard talk about this. I said this a month ago, maybe longer than that. Somebody's going to get caught doing this. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to get fired because they are going to tell kids to hide this. I do believe that is going to happen, okay? But the fact that when it came out, now I'm, I am biased. I like Steve Adasio a lot, okay? So yeah. I was pretty upset when I heard this. My guy did this. But um, it, it it just it stinks of we just live in a world where I just don't trust journalists anymore at all. We have found too many of them to take money to say anything people will pay them to say and to, and to just spread anything that they can spread to create discourse. All right. well, and and there's so I believe that you can call, yeah. I, I, I know that I'm a maniac. I know that that I am I am am like a fanatic when it comes to this stuff, and, and I'm a little bit insane. I get that, but I just don't trust. You know, I'm I'm just so skeptical. I don't trust anybody. And when you bring out, I got ten anonymous sources, and then thirty football players come out on Twitter saying we're in these meetings every day, and they're they're telling us I got COVID, and they told me no. Stay in your room. Call the trainer. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Like, how are they telling those guys something different than they told these 10 guys? Because that doesn't make sense. Journalists are are so quick to run with a story before they actually confirm it. And, and well, that's what makes it better it so. to be first than to be right. Yeah. No, you're Nobody you're cares dead on. about being right. You are dead on. Dead on. So, you know, obviously, we're going to talk more about it as, as it goes on. But, uh... But for now, uh, Michael said, that was my thought, Chris. It'll ruin this year if more of this comes out and is found to be true. I'm a big Colorado State guy as well. I hope everything is only up and up there. Yeah, no, we, we agree. Yeah. We, we hope for, uh, for good things for basically everybody. But, yeah, we, we both kind of – Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I will tell little. you, I believe that some coach is going to do this. Whether it gets leaked out or not, I do think that some coach is going to pressure some kid into covering something up at some point in time. Yes, I think that's going to happen. I'm not afraid. I'm not naive enough to know that you know that that won't happen. No, you. Uh, but you are the correct. people that are going to be coerced to stay and hide it are going to be the elite of the elite players. Nobody. If 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 you're talking to some backup DB 
that's third string, nobody's telling him to hide his symptoms, all right? No, we want you to stay in that room so you don't get the good players sick. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Michael said, did Adam Schefter break that story? Uh, hey, so so here's here's the deal. You remember we we kind of complained about Schefter getting the numbers wrong for the Mahomes deal. He wasn't wrong on the on the deal. Like all of that stuff that came out, the when when they found the actual like when they actually got the contract, it was four hundred and fifty million guaranteed with incentives up to five hundred and whatever million. So Schefter's number wasn't technically wrong. It just it didn't have all the incentives and all that stuff that everybody else ended up getting. So. Uh, either way, like Ed Schefter does kind of run with stuff every now and then. Which just goes fast. He goes yeah. really, really fast. Yeah, as soon as he gets something, he goes ahead and, and splits that That's thing all, out. And, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that will tell me that that matters, like that somehow affects their credibility, that if they can be the first to break it, I don't know how that makes them more money or how that makes ESPN more money. I don't I don't get that because it's Twitter. Um, but – it's not like you wrote an article and and you were the first to get eyes on it. You just tweeted out stuff. I don't I don't know how that equates to you know. Yeah, I don't know how to monetize that. I would I would rather my guy be dead on right and be the fifth person to tweet something out. Yeah. Than than to tweet something out and it be half right, close to right, whatever. I you know, I yeah. just don't understand the reason for trying to be fast. Yeah, when we get so much bad information. I agree. I agree. Let's uh, let's move on. We got three more topics really quickly, um, and I don't think any of these are going to take a long, long time. But the Pac-12 is setting up a an extensive loan program for the 2020 college football season if it does not happen. John Wilner from the Mercury News uh, was the first to report this. Each university would be eligible for an $83 million loan if the 2020 season is canceled. The loans would be set with a 3.75% interest rate over the next 10 years. Now, pretty good uh, pretty good business for the banks, I would imagine. Now, they, they don't say what bank it is or anything like that. Like That's a hell of a lot of money. Not every school has to jump in on this, right? So if Stanford says, you know what, we got a massive endowment, we ain't worried about it, like we'll handle this ourselves, we're not going to take out money and just pay back a bank, you know, 3.75% interest on eight-something million dollars a year. Like, we're not doing that. So, if they want to do that, then that's fine. But it said the slate of loans could help universities avoid major revenue shortfalls in 2020 and beyond. Uh, Football programs across the Pac-12 generate in excess of $50 million in ticket sales and media rights each year. It says all loan capacity is being used for things besides athletic. They're trying to get the core academic programs through for the next three years without firing people. If people have debt capacity, they should use it. Um, so, you know, it says Stanford and USC are unlikely to participate. Uh, other public universities are likely to take substantially less than the $83 million max. I think that this is not the first that we are going to see this. Uh, if there is not a college football season, you're going to see SEC teams do this. You're going to see ACC. You're going to see Big Ten, et cetera, et cetera, because they will all need it in order to maintain their staff on campus. Uh, what What are your thoughts here? That's a good deal for the, I mean, it's always good to be the bank. Hey, you got so that right. I just, I just did the quick back of the envelope math. That is uh, just a hair shy of $16.6 million of profit for the bank if you were to take that loan out and pay it back. 
And it, now is that per school? That's per school. Good gracious! Yeah, that's that ain't bad. Not, ain't not bad. too shabby if you got eighty three million dollars laying around to loan somebody. No, you got that right. You have got that right. So we'll see what happens. Interest don't seem like much, but it's a lot of dough. Oh, it definitely is. Now it's not like it. Basically, the only reason you wouldn't do this is if you think that we are not going to have college football in the future. But I, there's, I don't foresee yeah. that happening. Yeah, when you start getting TV money next year and you're thinking that maybe all that TV money and all your revenue can go up next year because people were starved for it and we lost it, I don't think this is one of those things where it's like baseball after the strike year took a while for you know fans to come back. I think they're going to come back in droves. Excuse me. And uh, and and so it's just one of those things where yeah you'll you'll be able to make all that money back and you could probably pay it back pretty quickly yeah I I do agree there uh, next topic here we'll go ahead and, and move into that one that is the NCAA's D two and D three Division two and Division three the presidents councils for both of those have canceled their fall championships for the twenty twenty seasons. Um, and here, here's why it's, you know, again, everybody doom and gloom. It's the end of the world. You know, why doesn't division one go ahead and do this as well? Blah, 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 blah. All, all that stuff, right. That comes out when they see something like this, those, those schools, those programs in division. Now this is not FCS, by the way, FCS has not made a decision because that's still technically division one. There's, there's just two divisions in division one, FBS, football bowl subdivision and FCS football championship subdivision. That would be your North Dakota States and James Madison's and blah, 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 blah. So um, D2 and D3 are canceling because they don't make money playing football. They offer the programs for the students. And it's it's a it's valid football programs, et cetera. I mean, it, this is where Lance Leopold used to coach, right? Wisconsin Whitewater, like uh, stuff like that. Um those are smaller places that routinely maybe draw, you know, high school crowds, high school football crowds in the South. Like, that, that's what they do. So there is not a television revenue. There's not, there is no incentive to play if there is any kind of a risk at this point. It is completely different when you get into the FBS. Now, FCS... Not on the same level as FBS, but there is a little bit of money and whatnot involved there. So, obviously, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I I, I don't think this is uh, surprising at all. Did, did you find it that? No, and the biggest thing is, is we got to remember, just like with the UConn story, it's not just about health and safety and it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the increased cost because it is going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars probably a week maybe a month that to to do the testing to do the proper cleaning protocols that you're going to have to do over and over and over again these big schools that's a drop in the bucket to what they generate and so they're willing to eat that these little schools just aren't going to have that luxury yeah no you're you're dead on you are dead i mean on. I don't, it it doesn't have to just be a it's not safe to play thing it's a we have to test and we have to clean and we have to to be able to to you know safely work, but that safety well, they, they don't costs have the, money. Yeah, they don't have the same facilities and whatnot either. 
No. So it, it's it's no, tougher. no, no. I've been in some of those weight rooms where they ain't been cleaned in years. Well, on top of that, it's a smaller weight after that. It's a small weight room. Like yes. it, you, you can't really socially distance in there. So no. you know stuff like that. That that's why D two and D three are canceling is because it's. I mean, it's almost impossible to follow the the guidelines. Yeah. that are set they, for. They can't and they can't. They just can't afford. They can't afford the cost of it. So I mean, I, I'm seeing. You know, different tweets and whatnot about uh, it feels inevitable. Just do it already. Rip the bandaid off. Go ahead and do D one two. It's like that's so foolish. It's so yeah. stupid. It's it, you're not comparing. It, We're it's not apples all and the oranges. same. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. You, you got to pay attention to what is actually going on, and this is a completely different circumstance. But nobody does that. People just want to scream. They yeah. just want. No one wants to look at the nuance of anything. They just want to yell and tell people they're wrong. Yeah, Michael jumps in. He said, "If anyone believes it's just about the kids, then they also believe Urban Meyer left coaching to spend more time with his family." Yep, <laughs> it's and immediately right. jumped on that Fox bus and left every week to travel the country. Yep, you got without it. his family. Yeah, oh, his, his family is still in Ohio, so you know, want to spend more time with him. Want to want to deal with the he, he doesn't want to coach because of health problems, and yet he's traveling to L.A. every weekend, every week, every weekend. I mean, it, you know, he spends more than half the week out, uh, out of the, out of the state. So either way, Will said some small schools still have those Joe, uh, Joe Wider weights from the nineties. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, just it's, covered in rust. It's ridiculous. It is just I mean, that ridiculous. is that is just tetanus just living everywhere in there. <laughs> All right, last topic of the day, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of your hair. We appreciate everybody for being here. Remember, go over to sbrpicks.com. And make sure that you check out our college football videos, all that fun stuff. And we'll close with this. Derek Carr has a burner account on Twitter. Did you see this? No, I didn't, but this surprises me. This is a dude that really came across like, I don't give a shit what other people think. I, I agree. Now, what's funny is he he's not like mean. He's not saying crazy stuff, right? Um, no, he's just... But this, this guy, TJF Sports on Twitter found this account. It's uh it's at Jace underscore frost, and that's J A Y C E, which he's already deleted the account now that he was found out. Um oh Michael said, uh speaking of small schools, do y'all watch Last Chance You? I stopped when they moved from uh when they from left Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. When they when they moved up to Iowa, like I they kind of lost me. So is what it is. Um so with this uh with this whole burner account with Derek Carr he said, uh, if I were Derek Carr and was tired of being disrespected, I would simply try being a good quarterback. So this Jace Frost responded and said, honest question, do you not understand football or do you just troll? So then he goes and looks at the, the replies that this guy sends out. And it was on every tweet about Derek Carr. So this guy, Bonafide Bro, said, Derek Carr going to throw that first pick and Gruden's going to spider Y2 banana and voila, eight's going to be right there. So this Jace Frost dude says trolling, right? And then this other guy said when Derek Carr loses the the job, the league is finito. And Jace Frost said, hi, you're trolling, right? So he's not saying anything like bad, but he just keeps asking people if they're trolling. And that's that's typical Derek Carr, like the most boring thing you could think of. Like if it's a burner account, man, at least go out guns a blazing. Like, (laughs) no, he's just he's just trying to get at people. 
I mean, it's it's unreal. It's it's you know, it, it's funny because the the delete or the uh, the account is now deleted. But man, they got screenshots, all this stuff, and it is absolutely hilarious to even think about the fact that this guy uh, who who puts on this whole "I don't give a crap about anything" persona. He really does. He most certainly does. I mean, it's insane. Um, I mean, he even he he went on and talked about Fresno State. So somebody said Fresno State released new uniforms. What do we think? Somebody responds and said, "Well, they can't win, so why not get a bunch of money to get blown out by big teams, and that's how they choose to use it." And Jay Frost said, "Or because they switched to Adidas, but don't let the facts slow you down." Like he is. Jumping in on he's like the most he's like the most boring troll ever. Yes, it's like what oh are we even God. doing? Ah, oh, it's unbelievable. Dork. Yeah, what a, it's what a nerd. He's a nerd. He's absolutely a nerd. So we we love Derek Carr to death, but uh, I don't know that. No, just speak for yourself. How about that? I love Whatever. Derek Carr, but uh, but man, what a douche, dude. You you gotta you gotta come stronger than that. Like come out with yeah. something better if you're gonna have a burner account or just get off of Twitter. Like what yeah. the hell are you doing? Go out and play football. Prove everybody wrong. You don't need to jump on Twitter to, to start doing that. Like, go out and get your team to the playoffs. Knock this thing out. Let's go. Good what gracious. Work. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't think that anything has broken, at least not no. that I'm seeing. So, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and jump out of here. Chris, uh, hopefully tomorrow will not be as busy as today. Uh, we're going to go live at 3 p.m. tomorrow because I will be at the office. So, uh Hopefully, it's an easier day. <laughs> Hopefully, there's not as much news that popped up because there's still stuff that we did not even touch on. I mean, the Grizzlies got beat again, but, you know, whatever. We kind of expected that at this point. So, uh, with that said, we're jumping out. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Go over to sbrpicks.com, sportsbookreview.com. You can find all of our college football content over there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice review, all that. We'll go miss the Twitter's 90% troll replies to athletes. Someone tell Carr, let them hate and watch the money pile up. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. There ain't no reason to be in Twitter, man. Like, just go on there, find your news if, if you got the right sources, and then and then we'll go from there. All right. Uh, SBRPicks.com, winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star written review. We definitely appreciate that. I'm going to read uh, a new one tomorrow. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to have fun tomorrow. So, you guys, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.